everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the Finding Hope After Loss podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I hope you found the first episode useful. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, you can go listen to it at any time. In it, I share what to expect from the podcast along with my story, my loss story with Jasmine, and my early losses, along with my struggle with infertility. So today I wanted to talk about some of the important things I feel you should know about pregnancy and infant loss in general. These are the things I think everyone who's gone through a loss, or those who just know someone who's gone through a loss, should know. When going through loss, I realize there's not really a handbook or a guidebook that we're given. There aren't lots of classes about it that are readily available to us. We don't learn about the possibilities of loss before we get pregnant or while we are pregnant. You know, we may hear about the risk of miscarriage, but we think, oh, once we make it past that 12-week mark, everything will be okay. We're in the clear. We can announce. We don't have to worry about loss anymore. And as so many of us know, that's really not the case. I found that there are resources out there. There are organizations to help loss families, but we often have to go and do the research and find them ourselves. We don't always get the information just handed to us from the hospital or from our doctors. Pregnancy loss is one of those things you know it happens, you hear that it happens, you may know somebody it happened to, but you never think it's going to happen to you. As I mentioned before, the common belief that we all are taught is that, you know, once you make it past that 12-week mark, then it's just smooth sailing from there, that you don't have anything to worry about after that. You can start buying things. You know, you can start making plans, all those kinds of things. But unfortunately, so many of us know that there really is not a guaranteed safe point in pregnancy. And the follow-up appointment after a loss is pretty much just a questionnaire to ask if we're depressed or feeling sad all the time. I mean, come on, we just lost our babies. Of course we're sad. And then there's a physical check with a, oh, hey, you can try again now, or Well, you can resume your normal activities now. The follow-up care for moms in general is not stellar, but I feel it's even worse for lost moms. We just went through something completely traumatic. We need the resources and we need the care. A six-question screening is definitely not enough to gauge my emotional or physical state after just losing my baby. The first thing I want to talk about, and the most important thing to remember, is that loss is not your fault. Like we all blame ourselves. I feel it's even in our nature to blame ourselves. We want something to blame. Maybe we exercise too much. We didn't exercise enough. We feel like we ate the wrong thing. We didn't eat healthy enough. We had alcohol before we even knew we were pregnant. I mean, this list can go on and on for the ways that we can find to try to blame ourselves for what happened. Sometimes we blame ourselves for not knowing something was wrong. We think, oh, we should have sensed it sooner. We should have known something was wrong. We should have gone in. I mean, there's so many ways that we make ourselves feel guilty over our loss. But the bottom line is that you did not cause your loss. Loss happens to so many of us. The reasons the losses happen are all different. But it wasn't anything that you did to cause it. You didn't do anything to deserve your loss. You're not a bad person. The universe isn't trying to pay you back for something. I've said it before, but I think it needs repeating, that sometimes bad things happen to good people. And I want you to truly say these words to yourself. 
My loss is not my fault. Say it over and over until you believe it. If we continue to blame ourselves for our loss, then it affects us being able to heal. We just stay angry at ourselves, and then we have a harder time forgiving ourselves, and then it makes it just harder overall. And so I think it's really important to know and to constantly be reminding ourselves that even though we feel guilty, because we all will, that it still, it isn't our fault, and that sometimes there are just not things that we could have done to prevent it. So the second thing that I want to talk about is that you are never alone in your experience. This is something I just feel needs constant repeating. Loss does have a way of making you feel incredibly lonely. And sometimes we don't know anyone else who has had a loss, or maybe we do know someone, but they're not open about it. We may feel like we're the only ones in our family or our circle of friends that's been through it, but I promise you, you're not. There are so many families out there who have been through a similar experience. No one will ever have exactly the same experience with a loss. Our losses all happen at different times. We have different reasons for them happening. We have different physical and emotional reactions to the losses. But I promise there is someone out there who understands how you feel and would be willing to talk with you and listen to you about your experience. I'm always here. I'm always here to listen to any of you if you need to vent, if you need to share your stories. I'm always happy to help. You can always feel free to reach out to me as well. If your loss is something you want to talk about, reach out to someone else in the loss community if you don't feel comfortable talking to family or friends. The loss community is seriously the most amazing community out there. It's full of so many amazing, beautiful, and strong lost moms and dads. We all say, you know, it's a club that we never wanted to join. We never wanted to be a part of, but we're so grateful to have it once we end up there, to have the support from all of those people who can understand exactly what you're going through, you know, who won't judge you for the way that you feel, who won't make fun of you, who won't who who enjoy looking at pictures of your babies you know it's just it's really an amazing community to have and I don't know how I would have gotten through my loss if I didn't have them so another thing that I think is really important to know about loss is don't forget the dads after a loss all the attention tends to fall on the moms they are the ones who may receive the phone calls to check in they may receive the gifts flowers sent to the house, whatever type of support is sent their way. And I know some families don't get any support at all, but when support is given, it often falls on the mom. And I think the tendency is just to check on the mom more than to check on the dad. And many dads just don't get any support that they need. Sometimes no one even checks in with them at all. Remember, they lost a baby too. They're hurting just as much but society has taught them it's either not okay to show this grief or that they have to stay strong and push through it. They can't show their emotions. Sometimes I know they feel they need to stay strong for us. You know, they're afraid to bring up the baby or say they're sad because they don't want to make us hurt, but they don't realize that we're already hurting, we're already thinking about it, and by them not sharing their emotions, Sometimes we think they don't care or that they're not hurting when in reality, they really are hurting. They're just trying to stay strong and silent. 
They don't want to upset us. They don't want to cause us pain. But I promise they are hurting. It just manifests a little bit differently. So this is your reminder to check in with them. Ask how they're doing. Ask them if they need anything. If they need to talk, if they need help with something, they need somebody to listen, somebody to just sit with them and be there. Or just tell them you're there if they need you. Even if they never choose to reach out, at least they know that you checked in and they know that you are available if they need it. The fourth thing is that grief isn't linear. This is a really important one for me. So many of us think that grief just works as a single line. It's what we're taught. You deal with it. You may get angry, sad, confused, whatever it is you may be feeling. You probably bounce around from one feeling to another. Sometimes you probably just feel them all at once. And then as time goes on, the grief starts to lessen and you don't feel it anymore or you don't feel it as much anymore. Maybe it even completely goes away. I'm telling you, that is not at all an accurate picture of grief. When you lose a baby, that grief never goes away. We have it, we carry it with us, and we're going to live with it the rest of our lives. Every single day, some days are worse than others, but the grief is always there. Sometimes I feel like it just silently sits there waiting to pop up again. And this isn't to say that every day will be horrible for the rest of your life, but just that losing a baby isn't something you just work through or something you get past at some point. It's a very traumatic experience. Don't be so hard on yourself in expecting the feelings to just go away one day magically. And please don't let others tell you that you are grieving wrong or that you should just be over it by now. You grieve how you need to. Do it on your timeline. Don't do it on anybody else's timeline. Don't let other people tell you how to grieve or the way that grief should work for you. We don't all grieve the same. I'm a little over four years past the date of when we lost Jasmine. I will say not every day is a bad day anymore. I don't sit around crying all day every single day. But the grief is absolutely still there. I think about her every day. I think about what life would be like with her here. Sometimes the things I see on TV or when I'm out shopping or just, you know, doing my daily activities can trigger that grief all over again. And especially seeing pregnancy loss on TV or hearing stories from others who have gone through it, those still make me sad. They make me sad because I relate to them. I know the pain. I know the heartbreak. I know it all too well. It's something I would never wish on anybody. Just remember, we all grieve differently. We're constantly at different stages of grief. There's no right or wrong way to grieve. You just have to use the way that works for you. And even if it feels like you're going backwards sometimes, that's okay. So, you know, it's like I said, it's not a straight line. It's like a big blobby mess that we just you know, find ourselves in, and we never know which day, which emotion we're going to be feeling, or, you know, what we're going to bounce around from. We don't know which days sometimes are going to be the good days. We don't know which days are going to be the bad days. It's just kind of a daily thing. We have to take it day by day. That's all we can do. The next thing is that now you are going to have a new normal. What I mean by this is your life is not going to be the same as it was 
before your loss. I always say it's like you're learning to live with your new normal. It doesn't matter how far along you are when your loss happened. Your pre-loss self is just so different from your post-loss self. I feel like you can even divide your life along a line in between what happened before your loss and what happened after your loss. Sometimes it's even hard to describe all the ways in which we change, ways we may not even realize at first. I know for me, I was already a pretty anxious person, but my losses just heightened my anxiety and made it that much worse. I was really afraid of things happening to my husband, to my living children, and even, you know, my other family members. I still have those worries. It's like you lose some of your innocence, for lack of a better word. And now you just have to learn to live with things as they are. We don't really have a choice. We don't have to be, or we don't want to be strong, but we kind of have to be. We just have to put one foot forward, take that first step, whatever it may be, and we just have to keep going. At first, it's okay. You may have to take it just one minute at a time. I just need to make it through this one minute. I just need to make it through this five minutes. Then as time goes on, Maybe you take it an hour at a time, two hours at a time, then a day at a time. We just have to keep pushing forward with our grief while the world around us just moves on like nothing happened. That can be hard. We're surrounded by this heartbreak and this grief, this deep grief, while everybody else just goes about their business. It's kind of a weird place to be sometimes. After our loss with Jasmine, I decided I wanted to go back to work. I was only out for a little over a week, but I just wanted to do something normal. I probably rushed going back. It was kind of hard to just be there, you know, thinking about tax returns since I'm an accountant for a living. While I had all of this grief just bottled up inside, but I just didn't want to sit at home and be sad and, you know, cry all day every day, even though that's what I felt like doing. So that's why I decided to go back. And there's not a right or wrong way. You know, you can go back as soon as you want. You can take as much time as you need. We all have our different ways of dealing with the grief. But for me, I was just trying to get my life back, I guess, to as normal a life as possible. But what I didn't realize at the time is that my life was never going to be the same as it was before. It was always going to be different because of the loss. But now I've just learned that my life is just going to be different now. And that I just have to push forward with the way things are now with my new normal. So another really important thing about loss is that grief and joy can coexist. Yes, it's true. We've gone through a very traumatic experience. It's left us forever changed. But that doesn't mean we have to spend every single moment of every single day upset, crying, and grieving. It's okay for you to take the time you need to grieve. I'm not saying you can't grieve. But what I am saying is don't feel guilty for laughing or smiling or having a happy moment. Having a happy moment is good for you doesn't mean you don't love your baby. 
doesn't mean you don't miss your baby or that you're not still grieving, but you do deserve to have joy in your life. After we came home from the hospital, after I gave birth to Jasmine, I told my husband, I just wanted to do something normal. I just wanted to laugh. I had been crying nonstop for days, and I just wanted to do something that felt normal. So I said, okay, I want to watch something funny. Let's watch America's Funniest Home Videos. And it felt really nice to just do something besides cry. But at the same time, I instantly felt guilty about it. Like, how can I be laughing right now? I just lost my daughter. Why, you know, why am I laughing right now? But now later I realize it was just my way of trying to cope and just not think about it for five minutes. By the way, it didn't work. I still was thinking about it. And we were watching the show and I was doing fine until they did a whole segment on babies. And then I just broke down and had to turn it off. But my whole point is that you can feel both of these emotions without feeling guilty for them. Just because you're having a happy moment doesn't mean you're moving on from your baby. It doesn't mean that you're forgetting about them. It just means that you're choosing to take a moment to have some joy in your life. And you do deserve to still be happy when the moments come your way. So make sure you take them and don't feel guilty for them. Do the things that make you happy. Find ways to make yourself happy. It's all a part of the whole self-care thing. You know, we'll still be grieving. The grief will still be there. It doesn't mean that it's gone, but it is okay to do things to make yourself happy. And these things can exist at the same time. You can be happy. You can have joy and have those moments while the grief is still there with you. But just don't feel guilty about it. I know we tend to be our worst enemy when it comes to blaming ourselves, to feeling guilty about things, to not letting ourselves have those happy moments that we feel like maybe we don't deserve to have because we should just be sad all the time. But I'm telling you that you do need to focus on trying to let yourself have those happy moments. It's really important. It's more important than you even realize. You don't have to spend the rest of your life being sad. You don't have to spend every moment being happy either, but just know that there can be a mix of the two. You can, you can have both. So another thing about loss that I'm sure many of you have come across is that people we love, people that are close to us and strangers too, will say things that are hurtful. We've all heard these comments, the hurtful, the insensitive comments. And while some people do mean them to be mean-spirited because there are just some not very nice people out there, I really believe that most people are not trying to be intentionally hurtful with these. We've been conditioned to say certain things that we think help others feel better. So some of these comments are, everything happens for a reason. It was all in God's plan. It will all be in God's timing. Well, you can still try again. You can still have kids. Why don't you adopt? Uh, at least you weren't that far along. You are so strong for what you went through. Why don't you try this thing my friend did? That helped her get pregnant. 
Okay, the list, it can go on and on. There's lots of these comments out there. Listen, I know these comments can be hurtful, but I'm telling you, let's try your best to brush them off when you can. Why do I say this? I know it's hard to just forgive and forget sometimes, especially when it's people that are close to us. But it's important to try to let it go because I don't want somebody's comment to continue to hurt you over and over again every time you think about it when the person who said it probably didn't even give it a second thought and definitely isn't thinking about it anymore. So really, it's still just hurting you. And I know, like I said, I know I hate them. They're, they're hard to hear. They're, you know, I wish people wouldn't say them. But it's better, if you can, to try to not dwell on it. And like I said, most people, they're not trying to be hurtful with it. And if it's somebody that you have to be around or that you want to salvage a relationship with, then it's best to just try to forgive and forget even as hard as it is. Now, on the other hand... If you want to speak up about it and tell them, hey, I'd rather you not say that or it's hurtful when you say that, then that's also another option. You know, don't be afraid to speak up for yourself if it's somebody that you feel comfortable doing that with. I just know that there are a lot of relationships that can be ruined, you know, through a loss that happens because people aren't supportive, people aren't there for us, and it's, it's really hard to forgive that. I know that I've had some people that I was really upset with that didn't reach out after our loss, people that I thought would, and some of them I was just mad at for a long time, and some of them I've just had to forgive because they're people that I have to be around, so I just had to let it go. So I think it's just important to know and to remember that most people are not trying to be hurtful, and that... These are just things that they think will make you feel better. So you can take the approach of brushing it off and ignoring it, knowing they weren't trying to be hurtful, or say something to them and let them know why it's hurtful to you so that hopefully they won't say it again in the future. So these are all the important things that I think everybody should know about loss. In a perfect world, we would all feel free to talk about our losses anytime we want without worried being worried about being judged. We'd feel like we have all the resources to cope after our losses. We just have the support that we need. But I know we don't live in a perfect world. That's why I feel it's really important to speak up and to share our stories and to share our experiences. It just feels like loss is something that, you know, it happens to you. You get support for a little while, if you get any at all. And then as time goes on, you know, people stop checking in, you get less support, people stop reaching out, and then everybody just goes on living, and leave, and it just leaves you alone to find your way through all the grief and heartbreak on your own. I've heard some people compare it to, it's like you're living on an island all by yourself, with nobody there to catch you or to help you. This is why I really try to share as often as I can, to help others know that they don't have to feel alone. They don't have to be alone on that island. And then also to help raise awareness for what we all go through after loss. And hopefully, so others will realize that we don't have enough resources for lost families. So many of us, we just suffer in silence because we feel like we can't talk about it. 
because we're worried about being judged because of the hurtful comments and also because we just don't know always of the resources that are out there that can help lost families. There are definitely organizations out there that help the lost families, but these aren't always just handed out to you and you have to go search for them and find them and you have to know where to look for them. So this is why I really try to put myself out there, to put my story out there, to talk about all of these important issues. So now I would love to hear from you. What are some of the other things about loss that you think everybody should know? The things that should just be basic knowledge that anyone who has been through a loss is going through a loss or anybody who knows someone going through a loss should know. You can either message me on my Instagram or Facebook at Journey for Jasmine, or you can email me at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at journeyforjasmine.com. And then I also wanted to mention that I'm going to start having guests on the show soon, guests who can share their stories about infertility and loss, and then also those who can share just their thoughts on other loss and infertility related issues. So if you are interested in being a guest and sharing your story or in talking about a particular issue related to loss or infertility, I have a form on my Instagram and my Facebook pages at Journey for Jasmine, or you can email me again at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at journeyforjasmine.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you found the information helpful, and remember, we are all in this together.